Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to be discussing this topic that we're about to unpack for you and thrilled about my guest who's coming on the show. Uh, the guest is a personal friend of mine. We've been able to hang out for a while or uh, hang out a number of times over recent years, maybe not so much uh, with the pandemic, but pre-pandemic we did, and we hang out online a decent amount. And so today we're talking about YouTube creatives and really video ads specifically, so video ads across platforms. And the guy that I bring on the show today, he and his company are just creating some fantastic content. We have the benefit of running this content on, on YouTube and, uh, and GDN, and it's just, it's just brilliant. This episode is brought to you by e-commerce influence. If you enjoy my podcast, you've got to check out e-commerce influence hosted by my friend, Austin Bronner. Austin interviews world-class e-commerce operators like Native Deodorant founder Moise Ali, Movement Watches CEO Jake Kassan, and Pure Vita Bracelets founder Griffin Thal. He deep dives into what's working right now to scale your business, and he offers a refreshing break from the crush it culture plaguing our industry. The e-commerce influence podcast will not only change your perspective on building your business, It'll change your perspective on what's possible for your life. I've known Austin for years. He's the real deal. And he's someone you need to listen to if you're serious about growing your business. Check out the e-commerce influence podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. My guest today is Mr. Ryan McKenzie. Uh, Ryan's an awesome guy. He is also the co-founder and CMO of True Earth a laundry detergent strip company. And so you'll, you'll get to hear all about True Earth in a minute. They are just absolutely blowing up in Canada, the U.S. and beyond. And uh, they've created some amazing video ads. And so we're going to kind of unpack those. I want to want to dig in a little bit to, to what Ryan's philosophies are and, and kind of what their anatomy of a, a great you know, winning video ad is. And so lots of fun stuff to unpack there. But with that, uh, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? And thanks for coming on. I'm great, man. Thanks for having me, Brett. This is uh, yeah. this is actually this is actually uh, the second episode that we've recorded. This I think. is the second episode. That's yeah. right. Yeah, this uh, is the second. Man, it's been a little while. Yeah. So we were just reminiscing about when we met, and we think we got to nail down. It was at Blue Ribbon Denver, which is one of Ezra Firestone's mastermind. I just gotten off stage. I think we're en route to the bathroom, and we struck <laughs> and we struck up a conversation, and the rest is history. And so, uh, yeah, it's been been a fun ride for sure. And man, you guys have just absolutely exploded because that was maybe what two years ago, three years ago. I'm terrible with dates, by the way, so I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I think it was uh, three years ago. This. Um, the summer, yeah, yeah because I think, yeah. Na I think Nashville was the January event. So yeah, it's been about. It's been, it was before True Earth because True Earth didn't exist. Right, yeah. right. It was even yeah. pre True Earth, which is which is yeah. what blows my mind even more because you guys are setting growth records and killing it, and just doing amazing things. So, so really, really fun. Uh, before we dive into your philosophy, your formulas for for winning video ads, tell everybody what is True Earth? Why is it so unique? Why are you so excited about it? And why is it blowing up? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's 
been pretty crazy. But um, yeah, True Earth is, if you can see this, if yep, you're watching yep. on video, the, it's this little tiny laundry detergent strip that replaces uh, liquid laundry detergent, powdered laundry detergent, or even or even pods. And what's crazy about it is this strip weighs 1.7 grams, um, where a, a regular load of laundry uh, weighs anywhere between 30 and 45 grams, which is like an ounce to an ounce and a half. But the laundry detergent itself, like liquid like detergent. The, yeah, so uh, it's super tiny. It's pre-measured. You don't have to measure anything. You just take it, throw yeah, it in your like laundry. It's smaller than the size of an index card. For, for those who are just listening and not watching, it's yeah. that yeah, is like a piece of paper, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In comparison to the iPhone, it's considerably it's, smaller than Ryan's iPhone 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then on top of that, it comes in as paper. Thin as paper. It comes in a cardboard sleeve, which is compostable and um, uh, which helps keep plastic laundry jugs out of landfills since very small percentage of them are recyclable. So it's 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 been really fun. We're getting to grow a business that's uh, positively impacting the world and and helping make sure that my kids and your kids uh, get to have a healthy planet. You know. Yeah, I love it. And and what's so interesting is you know it, it has become more trendy to talk about environmental causes and to have a smaller footprint and to be more responsible as a company. And, and, and you know, there's certainly some companies that have nice marketing messages, but you kind of get the sense that, okay, I, I don't, don't doubt that you believe you're making an impact, but are you really? But with, with your product, like, it is so unmistakable. This is making a massive, massive impact because laundry jugs are a real problem. And yeah, again, if you just, this small strip of paper replaces laundry detergent. It is a measurable, meaningful impact. And here's the other thing. My wife is kind of used to this now where, because, you know, I've been in the advertising business forever. So I'm always like, hey, we're going to try a new vacuum. We're going to try a new this crazy thing because I met a client and this, this you know, we're going to try this out. So she's kind of used to it. So when I said, hey, we're going to do laundry strips, she wasn't totally shocked, but she was like, what, what is the, what is a laundry strip, you know? And we have eight kids. And I know you know this, Ryan, we have like a massive washing machine. This is like industrial size. We <laughs> put this long, we put this um, washing machine to the test, multiple loads a day, every day. And um, I would say my wife was skeptical first. I'm like, hey, no, I know this guy. It's good, but it's been fantastic. Uh, she loves it. It works very, very well. And if it works for us, it will work for anybody. And so, uh, yeah, great, <laughs> Appreciate great product. That. It's a great testimonial. I should we should we should be recording this. Oh, wait, we should. Where we are. We should. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll send this over to you. I, we actually do need. And I mentioned that. Uh, I got I got to record a testimonial for you. I will, I will do that. I'm committing to that on air. I will record a testimonial for True Earth. So, uh, awesome company, awesome background. And you guys are based in. I don't know if anyone can tell, you got a, an awesome accent. Uh, tell everybody where you're based, though. And, and didn't you set some like Canadian growth records or something like this? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So, uh, basically, oh, actually, we're in Port Moody, which is like 25 minutes from from Vancouver. But we are on the water, um, which is pretty sweet. But um, yeah, we were the the second fastest growing company. Sorry, sorry, second fastest growing startup in Canada last year. And like, just to give you some context, when we won that award, we had nine staff and now we have like 229. So <laughs> I, I think we got a pretty good chance this year. <laughs> I think you're keeping that pace up. To say yeah. The least. You guys are just, yeah. So that, that's awesome, man. Well, like I mentioned, we have the privilege of running your, your YouTube and, and Google ads and stuff. And, and you guys are just cranking out some fantastic video content that's, that's killing it on Facebook as well. And so I want to kind of unpack 
let's let's unpack your anatomy. I think it's a seven step framework for a winning video ad. And then I want to, we'll get into some details about specific campaigns and stuff too, but, but, but can you unpack that for us? So let's start with kind of step one of that, that creative framework. Cool. So there's seven steps and I'll kind of give like a brief overview of what happens in each step. And that should probably give a a little bit of insight. So the first, the first, the first and very most important step is the pattern interrupt. Um, That's basically you need, like, we're in this attention economy. And people, it's not that people don't have an attention span. It's just that they are very selective of what they give their attention span to. And I know this because we produce four-minute videos. And absolutely every single person that I show my videos to says, you know what, this is going to convert way better if it's shorter. This is going to do way better if it's shorter. (laughs) And our retention rate is absolutely insane when people watch these videos. And the longer they watch the uh, more likely they are to purchase. And it all starts off with hooking their attention. So it can And what's be- interesting, and just a little side note to, to throw in here, that's been true on YouTube for a while. And we found this like minute and a half to three and a half to four minute videos on YouTube and crushing it. Uh, and so some people accept that pretty readily, but almost everybody is pushing for shorter videos on Facebook. And you guys are finding these long form videos are, are crushing it on Facebook too. Totally. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. And everybody everybody tells me you need to try making a shorter cut. And you know what? We make a shorter cut every single time and every single time the shorter cut loses. So, um, I mean, I'm sure there's content, there's times potentially where that will work, but uh, you know, it all starts out with a pattern interrupt and that could be throwing a bucket of water in somebody's face. Uh, Our first big video like this, we threw water in our uh, Talitha's face and she had like makeup running down her face. It was awesome. Um, The second video, we had a couple, we, we had uh, Trey um, blowing laundry with his 52 inch chest. And uh, this last one uh, that we just put out, um, it's just really fast cuts um, with uh, Trey, Trey again with a big Afro uh, wig and wearing a big blue velour suit. Uh, and, you know, he's like a 70s game show host, right? In this, in this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, big microphone, and you know, it's just it's it's basically what do you have to do to to pull people in? Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be related to whatever it is that you're doing or selling. It just needs to, like, it just needs to 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 make people stop what they're doing and give you their attention. Yeah, which is so important, and and it's often overlooked, right? But but unless you have someone's attention, you cannot sell them or show them anything else. And I love I love the phrase pattern interrupt. That's uh, a phrase that maybe some people are familiar with, but it's it's something unusual, out of the ordinary. It doesn't follow the normal script or the normal pattern we have in mind. And so, you know, someone just talking head on the camera, uh, that's not a pattern interrupt. That's something we expect to see from an ad. Now, maybe someone that's a talking head could say some, something so outlandish or so unique or so on point that it does it does jolt you out of your your slumber or or does cause you to pay attention. But using a pattern interrupt like you've talked about, where you're combining something visual with something that's spoken, and it doesn't have to directly tie into, I mean, you guys always you guys always tie the message back to the benefit of the product and it's beautiful. But yeah, throwing a bucket of water in someone's face, a 1970s game show host, right, with a massive wig, um, you know, a dude with a big, big barrel chest blowing laundry like he's the wind. Like that's all very unique stuff. So, so you're getting their attention. So pattern interrupt, step number one, most important, 
also um, can be pretty challenging. Any, any, any specific stories at any time that hasn't worked or any, any surprises or anything you can share on the, on the pattern interrupt that you maybe thought was going to go well, but didn't, or maybe you thought wasn't going to go well and did. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a video um, and it's, it's still running. It didn't, it's not, it wasn't a total bust, but we did a video with uh, a great big um, Sasquatch yeah. and he looked like, like the Sasquatches. I thought the Sasquatch was really cool. Like we spent a lot of money getting that prosthetic head made, but it kind of looked like he had one foot in the grave. He was a bit rotten looking and uh, <laughs> um, it was a diseased Sasquatch. He had eaten yeah, in better days. Yeah. He, yeah. he was on the downhill slide. He definitely didn't get his uh, his vaccine, but um, <laughs> uh, he uh, uh, and I, you know what? I, 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 the, the other challenging part about that video, and I can't necessarily say that it was because he was ugly, but uh, it was a new product we hadn't tested before, and so like the video does actually really well to warm audiences. It uh-huh. just it just outside of the ones that that can't stand him, but we did get a lot of feedback that people hated the uh the sasquatch and they never want to see him again and like it was funny we were getting we were getting like seriously we were getting like 10 paragraph long emails talking about how like they love us but they don't like the sasquatch and here's an alternative that we think would be really cool it was yeah, we, it was fun it was funny we dislike this so much we're willing to write a new ad for you because <laughs> sasquatch is haunting our dreams and so <laughs> please yeah. get him out of my feed when he's yeah uh, anyway yeah. yeah, there was a, there was a scene too where he was eating beans off the table and and or the counter, and we were talking about how there's E. coli uh, on, on counters, and it's like eating poop. People didn't like that so much either. They <laughs> they were they were fairly disgusted yeah. by that. Yeah, there we heard quite a few people didn't didn't like that scene, they, they, and they, people they, were they literally yeah. yeah literally having nightmares. <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah, H- hiding your hiding your children from. The YouTube screen and or Facebook screen when this comes on, uh, but it is working to warm audiences, and so so they're not a total bust. And like you said, not really sure if it was the product or the video, probably a combination of both a little bit. Um, but but what's cool is one, you're willing to to run this right. You're willing to do something a little bit edgy, and then you're also willing to test it, and you also found a spot for it to to work. And uh, and you're continuing to get some some leverage out of that. So that that's an awesome example. Love that. Any any other surprises on the 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 pattern interrupt uh, stage? Um, or step? Yeah, I mean, from the, from the pattern interrupt stage, like that that one's the only one that I've ever had that that was actually that didn't perform. Like I was anticipating it to be the best one we had ever done because I thought it, I thought it was great, but you know. That's not your. I'm ninety percent of the time when I think something's amazing, I'm usually wrong. Um, but you know, everything from like uh, just having us like we had another YouTube video that you guys ran, and it was like really basic, really really basic. I recorded it all. Uh, I used a lot of B-roll film, and I, I started with like just like a stop sign, the stop sign that pops on your screen, and I said mm-hmm. stop, <laughs> and it's been viewed like twelve million times. Yeah, and it can yeah. Super low budget, but it just it just worked, and and I think, yeah, you, you got you got to test this stuff, and and you know, you got to be willing to to go there. Uh, you know, one of the examples that I talk about some, you know, our mutual friend Peter from Groove Life, and I'm actually yeah. wearing a Groove, Groove wedding ring right now. Nice, we helped them launch on YouTube, and then one of their first, I call it a manifesto video that they created, was really great. 
And there was a version of it that actually had a, a Trump joke in it, right? It was some of the does a Donald Trump voice. It was brilliant uh, rendition. And it wasn't like pro or anti-Trump. It was just, a, it was like, a, uh, you know, Donald Trump says, hey, there are two things I love, Russia and groove rings. It was just kind of fun, right? <laughs> but we had people, we had people say, what are you doing? Get the Trump joke out of there, whatever. Some that are pro or, or con, like someone that loved Trump saying you're offending me and then vice versa. But uh, we tested that ad multiple ways without the Trump joke. The Trump joke always, that version always won. Um, which is sometimes you have that. And then I remember also uh, Brian Garvin from, used to be from Purple Mattress. And actually he's at Groove now too. Uh, just now making that connection in my head. But he talked about this print ad they ran that everybody hated. And it was just uh this is science. That was the headline. And uh, they're like, he said, everyone on the marketing team hated it, but they, I don't remember why they tested it. And it was like one of their best performing. That was a display ad. But anyway, it just goes to show like sometimes pattern interrupt you think is going to work, won't. And something you think, you know, is going to uh, uh, be a bomb is, is actually a winner. So um, fantastic. All right. Good stuff. So that's step one, step one, pattern interrupt. What about, what about step two? So step two is the problem. Um, so it's like, I'm just writing down that, sh this is science thing, because that's brilliant. Um, Dude, you got to test that. Isn't that, isn't that yeah, funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does kind of make you say, what, what do you mean? Like, what is, what is it? Yeah, this is science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. So the problem, the problem is, the problem is what your product uh, solves. So for us, we have a bunch of different problems that we solve. Or you know, this could even be the villain if you're looking at it from from a story brand perspective. But like, we want to talk about and from if you're like a copywriter, you know, you, you, the you're taking the problem and you're agitating it a little bit. So we in our scenario, um, we talk about how uh, there's a billion laundry jugs per year that end up in landfills. And sorry, a billion landfill, a billion laundry jugs per year that are purchased, and seventy percent of those end up in landfills because they can't be recycled. And uh, you know, over time, that that winds up being a hell of a lot of of laundry detergent jugs that are that are filling up oceans. And you know, it's, you basically dig into the pain a little bit. You want people to get emotional, emotional, emotional about uh, the problem, and you want to really get them thinking about how this could affect them, essentially. Yeah, I love that. So it's one of those things where, hey, pe people are much more motivated to get out of pain than um, to like prevent pain that may be out there or that may be perceived as distant or in the future or whatever. But it's like, if you can show that something is a pain right now, kind of agitate that problem. And you guys do that very well with some of the visualizations you do of you're dropping just this mountain of, of, uh, uh, laundry jugs and just talking about that process. And, and, and so you're kind of stirring up that pain, right? You can also go with the, the ease, the ease of use of, Hey, just a little strip, set it in there. You don't have to worry about, you know, laundry detergent yeah. or touring, uh, pouring it or spilling it or, or, you know, little packets or whatever. And so, so yeah, agitate that problem a little bit so that people want that, that solution or, or, or uh, stir up the villain, right? Get the villain, yeah. uh, make the villain seem nasty. So we want to attack it. Yeah. And like we, I kind of also follow, like not necessarily with these videos, but just as a whole with all of our, our copywriting or any, any sort of like sales is we approach it from 
uh, you always approach the child first. So the child's the person that gets emotional about the benefits mm. and gets excited about things and gets like jumping up and down. Oh, we're gonna get a lollipop because the kid doesn't care about they're gonna get a cavity, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then and then you approach it as the parent who uh, who basically does like basic kitchen table logic on uh, you know okay, well if I uh, if I eat this lollipop, am I gonna get a cavity? Well, I guess I could brush my teeth afterwards, and you know so you want to like kind of like check all the boxes for. Uh, yeah. Um, why they could use this, and then the, the uh, uh, sorry, adult, not parent, and then and then parent, parents like, oh, well, we've eaten lollipops before, we've gotten cavities. What's different about this, like risk reversal and and all the, all that stuff? But so I always try to take people through that process. I don't like to let them be logical until they've been emotional. So uh, the, uh, the problem yeah. is is emotion. Love that. Um, there's been several studies done in the in the like the fundraising not-for-profit sector and advertising as well where if you can trigger the emotional side of someone's brain first there's much less resistance to anything financial so you trigger someone's emotions you tell a story about an individual that a charity is going to help as an example people are more likely to give you start dipping into facts and stats and stuff too soon or get too logical too soon people, the logical side of your brain is telling you not to spend, right? Or not to invest money. So love that. Stir up the emotion first. Use logic then to affirm and, and, and back up and support those emotions that you stirred up. Yeah. And even like, and even like check the boxes on confirmation bias, right? Like, you know, when, when, when you believe in something and you're doing research, you're looking, like smarter people, smarter people are generally more susceptible to bias than than less intelligent people because they're able to go and do research that confirms whatever it is they want to confirm. Like it's easy to go and search Google and find like some some evidence that the world's flat. Right. <laughs> you whatever want. is you, yeah. Pick, yeah, pick yeah. a belief, even a crazy yeah. belief. Yeah. Search for it. You'll find all kinds of articles to support yeah. that. Exactly. Sorry, I'm good. I'm tangenting here now. Sorry. Yeah, that's good, man. All right, so we got we got pattern interrupt. We got problem or villain. What's yep. next? The next is uh, the solution. So this is where we're going to introduce our product as uh, the the uh, the tool or the the guide to uh, basically defeat the villain or solve the problem. Um, and so like in our case, after we show that the bottles fall from the sky and uh, that they take however long to decompose and that Juggy is never going to be recycled and turned into a bicycle, um, we're going to demonstrate, uh, we're going to show the product um, and introduce it as a solution and kind of why um, you'd want to use this versus uh, the, the, the problematic version. Love it. And so, so we got to share the solution. So now that they've been interrupted, they're paying attention. Now they, the, the problem has been agitated. The villain has been made clear and ugly in their mind. Now let's talk about the solution. And hey, your pro, this product is the guide. It's going to help us get, it's going to help you get where you want to go. And it's going to help you know, solve this problem. Okay, love it. Yeah. So any, any tips on making the solution believable, making it you know, something that really, that really resonates, that really sticks with somebody? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point too, it's not really about being logical still. You still want, like, at this point, we're still introducing the product as an emotional solution to the problem. We're not, like, we're not spitting out, necessarily spitting out a bunch of facts to try to convince them at this point. We're still, we're still saying, like, hey, this is, this is going to fix your problem. And, uh, you know, some basic product demos and stuff like that. Um, are probably enough to with smiling happy people, you know, after yeah, they yeah. use the product, um, is is kind of enough to to 
get them considering because not everybody needs to go through all three of those phases in order to make a purchase. Like lots of people will make snap decisions based on emotional purchase. Like, like I bought this, this ball here. Um, just, I'm not like, I like to play the guitar a little bit, but I suck. But I was, I was, uh, uh this is a silicone ball and I've, I've, I've turned it on once, but it was buggy, but it's like, it's this music machine. And like, you can like make like, like MIDI things with it. Um, and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. I can make like bass lines and stuff like this. And I could probably mix it with the terrible guitar that I play. But I did not go, I did not go through any sort of logical phase. I was like sitting on the floor with my kids in the basement watching TV. And I saw this ad and I'm like, ooh, I want that. And I just bought yeah. it. And right, right. I, you know, it was like a hundred bucks. It was a stupid purchase. Um, I've never used it because it's buggy. But um, at the time I was like, I didn't, I'm like, I've never seen that before. It's really cool. I think I could play with that while I'm at work on calls or something like that. And I bought it and um, kind of regret it, but you know. Good junk, but people do that, right? And so, so if, but you rarely do that if all you're, almost never, if you're tapping into the, the logical side of the brain only, right? The logical yeah. side of your brain doesn't cause you to make impulse purchases, but the emotional side does. And so, and so, yeah, yeah. So you can take advantage of that as, as a marketer, right? So, okay, so we got the solution, and and again, yeah, more on the emotion side, happy, smiley, where the where the solution to your problem, then what what comes after that? So the next one is a call to action. And I see a lot of people actually do this wrong. Like they'll say, like, um, try true earth today. Um and there's not really that much effort put on it. You I would specifically tell the person that's watching the video to click the link to try, click the link below or click the link on this video to, to try True Earth today. And the reason being is, especially older demographic are used to watching ads on TV. If it's on YouTube or whatever, they're, you know, they're probably just thinking, oh yeah, I could probably check this out in the grocery store. Unless you're specifically asking somebody to do something, I would anticipate that they're probably not going to act unless they're very aware of what they're watching. Um, and, you know, stuff like laundry detergent isn't something you normally buy on the internet. Yep, so, exactly. You know, it's, Most people have never yeah. purchased laundry detergent on the internet. Maybe, maybe they do from Amazon, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So, so it's very important that you specifically tell the user the action that you want them to do if you want them to purchase from you online. Nice. So like, try True Earth today. Click the link below. Uh, you know, just be very specific. Awesome. Now that was step four, Ryan. So we got pattern interrupt, problem slash villain, the solution, call to action. Don't we end with call to action? What, what are the what are the next what are the next <laughs> couple steps? So so I'm really eager to hear step five. Yeah. So step step five is where we're going to introduce logic. So this is objections and credibility. So this is where you want to take all of the the common objections that people have. So like for us, like, does it work in high efficiency and regular laundry machines? And, you know, demoing these things in use. Does it, does it actually get the stains out of your clothes? Uh, showing, showing these in, in, in use, like kind of like feature benefit or benefit feature, um, as well as stuff like social proof. Uh, True Earth has uh, been purchased by more than 300 customers around the world and over 16,000 people have given it a five-star review. Um, it's 300,000 people, right? Have purchased. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's stuff like that. It's, it's social proof. It's uh, objection busting, but you're, you're, you're also using this as an opportunity to uh, demo the product in specific use cases so that, that people, Oh, I never thought of what I could possibly do use it like that. And like, this is 
for this section. Uh, obviously, um, dig through all of your reviews, dig through, um, uh, you know, if you have some sort of uh, part or thing in your, in your abandoned cart where you're asking people to tell you why they didn't buy, like if you go comb through all of your Facebook comments and, and see what questions people are asking, like put them in a list, bucket them into the most common things and use this as an opportunity to, to nail all the big ones because this is where you're going to get that logic addressed. Um, you're also going to want to include, uh, if you have one, a risk reversal. So this is it's like the critical parent. Why is this different from before? Like for us, we say we have a 30-day risk-free trial. Uh, it's a 30-day love it or love it or return it uh, trial. If you don't love the product, return it, and we'll give you your, your full refund. So we're covering logic, we're covering social proof, and we're covering risk reversal in this segment. I love it. And I'm a huge believer in, in social proof. I love video testimonials. I love highlighting, you know, the number of five-star reviews and even showing like little snippets of those reviews. Yeah. I think that the thing to keep in mind here is that there's a right way and a wrong way to, to do testimonials, right? So again, if we're thinking maintaining people's attention and using emotion, what are the emotionally charged testimonials that we have? What's something that tells a little bit of a story, even if it's in kind of a soundbite? Don't just pick the the testimonies and say it's a great product. I really like it. Like, okay, well, yeah, it doesn't tell me anything. Like, what's moving the narrative forward? What's what's keeping me engaged? What's making what's maybe overcoming an objection, but overcoming an objection from the you know the customer's point of view? And and so yeah, all really powerful. And and I think one of the things I'll highlight about the the risk reversal because some some people either are hesitant to do it for a variety of reasons, or maybe they think oh it's implied. Everybody knows now you can return stuff if you don't like it. But something about giving that confidence that, hey, it's totally cool with us. If you don't like it, it doesn't work, return it. Like, we're, we'll, be, we'll be easy to work with. That provides some assurance, and that is in the back of people's mind. And so you saying it does make a difference. Totally. And, you know, I, even, even in questions like, oh, does this, does this actually work? Half the time, I don't even say, yes, it actually works. I just say, listen, we're so confident that our product, you're going to love our product, that if you don't like it, we'll just take it back. I'm not, I don't even need to tell you that our product is good or better yeah. than the 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 competitions because literally if you don't like it I'll just take it back. I, I mean hell I'll probably let you keep it. Yeah, 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 and just give you your money back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Okay, fantastic. So we're introducing logic now, step 5, step 6. Step 6, again, this is something that I don't see people do very often, but it's a second call to action, again, very specific. Like you've now you've now covered the the problem the solution. Uh, you've got them emotional. You've offered asked them to click once. Uh, if they didn't click the first time, maybe they needed some some logic and some risk reversal. Uh, this is where you're going to ask them to do it again. Again, very specific. Try truer today. Thirty day money back guarantee. Click the link below. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Um, and you know it's it sounds simple, but it's amazing how many people don't do it. Yeah. And and it is one of those things, and I've said this for years and years, if you don't ask someone to take action, if you don't tell someone the next step, they won't take it. And one thing I will say that, that, that we don't always do and some of our clients don't always do is that second CTA. Always do the first, but maybe not the second. And, and if you even go back to like email copy as an example, if you think about really good email copywriters, there's multiple places in that email where you can click and take action. Because sometimes all you need to see is the headline and the first paragraph and you're you're thinking, I'm in. Let me just click that link. Other times you want to just keep reading and see what's there and then you start clicking on the second or the third link. But 
The same could apply to a video. That first CTA is going to get some people, but other people are going to stick around. They need more convincing or they just want to keep watching. So that second CTA may hit them. Awesome. Step seven. Step seven, the final step. Uh, so again, this is another thing I, I see people do a lot. And like, like at the end of a video, if you have a, if you have your call to action and then the video sits there for like a second, what's going to happen on YouTube is it's going to transition to the video that the person came there to watch. If it's on Facebook, it's just either going to transition to the next video or it's going to have that little loopy watch this video again thing and, and, mm -hmm. and it's done. So you, you want to give people time to click. So this is like, I, we, we basically call this the outro, but you can either have like some sort of like your call to action displayed on the screen or uh, what's another fun way to kind of keep them going is kind of put some bloopers at the end for, you know, five seconds, but with the call to action on the screen so that they have, you're just giving the person time to, to click. Like if they're on, if they're on their phone or, you know, if they're watching it on like their Apple TV or something, you know, they might need to scramble to get their yeah, remote so they yeah. can click. So you yeah, need to I, give I them a, a minute. I bought a set of outdoor furniture during the pandemic from a YouTube ad that I saw on TV for a company called Yardbird. It was so impressive and I'd been shopping <laughs> furniture. It's awesome. But they, did, they, had a great, they had a great ad. But it's so true. Like now more and more people are seeing YouTube on a smart device, a smart TV rather. And so if you hook them and all these things are going well, that little extra outro so they can yeah find their phone and start searching. That's brilliant. It's, it's super important. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the last, the last thing. And, and, you know, there's a lot of other little tiny things that we like to include in there. And a lot of this stuff I, I've, you know, I've personally learned from going through some of the Harmon brothers courses and then uh, the, the, the child adult parent stuff I learned from uh, Travis Sago um, and other random marketers that I've kind of had mentor me over, over the years. But um, I, a lot of people don't mention their brand enough in the video too. Yeah. Agreed. Like, agreed. You know, like you should be Show mentioning it, mention your brand, yeah. the logo. I want to see the packaging. Yeah, as much as physically possible, you want to say your brand name as many times without it sounding awkward. Like, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, like just people like, forget, right? And this is something yeah. we used to do. I used to get my start in radio, believe it or not. But you had to do it. It was kind of perceived as a must in radio. Repeat the name, you know, five to seven times or whatever. But you need to do it on YouTube too, as long as, it's, as long as it sounds natural, because otherwise they're going to forget. They're going to forget the name. Uh, they'll be impressed by the the ad. Something will resonate with them and they're going to forget your name. So yeah, yeah I like that a lot. So uh, yeah. maybe a couple of things here. We got just about five minutes or so as we, as we look to wrap up. But uh, as your, because you guys kind of went from that first video you talked about that, that literally had a stop sign and you're saying stop, you know, and it's really affordable video to produce to now you guys are cranking out some high quality, high production value commercials, how are you evaluating those before you run them? Obviously, we never know until we start running them and getting some, some data and some media dollars behind it. How are you guys evaluating ahead of time, though, to, to, to understand, okay, this is ready to start running and start testing? Yeah. So, I mean, I work with uh, my friend, Joe. I think you might've had him on your show. I, I can't remember. You did. I have right? not yet, but I've got to. I've had a chat with yeah. him. I love, yeah. I love what he does. He's fantastic. He's, he's, so I need to get him on the show. He, He's he's fantastic. He's he's amazing at what he does. But um, our, our process is you know we come up with the big ideas together. He fleshes them out. Um, we kind of review the fleshed out version of it. Um, we have comedians come in, funny it up. Uh, then they film, they edit. Um, we go through it, make sure there's nothing like you know that is like super off brand or whatever, and um, review for like typos and stuff like that. And then we 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 launch um, 
but it's we don't really have a crazy a crazy game plan. Like I mean, I have a, I have a Facebook launch plan that that I've kind of come up with myself, um, where I, we usually have three different hooks. Um, which obviously makes it more expensive to film, but um, we usually have a pretty good idea which hook's going to win before before we even start. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's the the process really isn't super complicated. Um, we usually uh, send the the um, the new creative to our list once it's done, which I don't think a lot of people do, and like that usually generates like close to a hundred thousand um, dollars. From an, an email to content, which I mean, I don't know. Crazy. I think that's pretty. Crazy. I think that's. I think that's pretty good. I, I uh, yes, I would call that a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I and it's you yeah. keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And and it seeds the content, so it looks like. It, I mean, it gives it better engagement on the platforms. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of really good things, but yeah, I don't really have uh, too crazy of a process. Um, yeah. I know you did mention the the other video too, the one that was lower lower budget. Um, and I know that a lot of people are concerned about um, or don't know how to create these longer videos, or they think that it does need to be super funny in order to win. It doesn't that that the template that I've kind of outlined doesn't have to be in a funny format. It, it can be in a super serious like uh, if you go to. Uh, YouTube slash True Earth Movement, and you go and you find it's got the only video that's got like 11 or 12 million views. You can you'll find it. I can't. It's one of our older ones, but it says it starts with like stop. And I literally I, I took this framework that I just laid out. I wrote this script, and then I like, and I'm not a videographer or anything like that. But I went and took a little bit of crappy B-roll with my iPhone, and I we edited it together, and it did great on Facebook, and it did great on YouTube. Um, it did, it that did was great like, on that, both. It sure did. Yeah, and, so you can totally start there. And that, that's what's beautiful about this framework is that it will work with something that's lower budget. And that's a great place to start. And so, uh, yeah, just love that. Love watching you guys and, and how, you've, how you've grown and evolved and, and how you're continuing to, to just crush it. And, and one thing I will underscore about what you just said is if you're going to test different elements of your video, the hook is the most important thing to test. I think it's well worth it. You said it's more expensive, but it's not that much more expensive. Once you have the idea, this is the the meat of the the video, right? The the problem villain part, the solution, the multiple calls to action, the entering logic, all that. But so that can stay the same. But then you have maybe three different openings, three different hooks to test. And because you may find, hey, this is the hook that works best to cold traffic to prospects to people that have never heard of my brand. But this other hook is actually better for warm traffic uh, or for remarketing traffic. And so uh, it's really important to, to test those, those different hooks. So, and, it, um, and expensive expensive doesn't necessarily mean better. Like, uh, that's true too. Uh, j- just to give you an example, Parker uh, Krynan, I think that's how he sells his last name. He's a buddy of mine and Joe's. And he's run a lot of like the ads for like Lumi and, and other big Harmon Brothers productions. And they spend 70 grand on one pattern interrupt and... I don't know which which company it was with, but he said that like the cheap version absolutely smashed it. So <laughs> it's it's more about having variety than it exactly. is like you know you don't need to blow up a car or or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, and what's interesting too about just just a, a little side note there on something like blowing up a car, that's not really a pattern interrupt anymore, right? Like how, how many movie trailers begin with a car being blown up? A lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly, it does not have to be high budget be creative, test things. I would say start with these lower budget things first and then, and then you know, kind of graduate your, your way up as you, as you get more comfortable. So um, awesome, man. Really, really good stuff. 
Uh, one of the things we kind of underscored before we hit record and, you know, who knows when you guys will be listening to this, but as we're recording it, the iOS 14 updates are coming out. So privacy is a big concern. Lots of discussions now about how will tracking be impacted and, you know, cookies are going away in 2022 and various things. And one of the things that I believe, and I know you agree with it as well, is that good creatives will win, Right. Right now, I think there's some companies yeah. that are benefiting by being too dependent on the algorithm and they've got okay creative and fantastic targeting and the algorithm is saving the day. As some of those things shift, great creatives will win. And so this is something that you need to invest in and focus on and, and work on. So um, really good stuff, man. As we kind of wrap up, anything you want to point people to, obviously they should go check out True Earth to let them know how to do that. But, but any other resources or you want people to connect with you or should they just go buy laundry detergent? Yeah. And help <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a real person. You can connect with me. Um, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on Facebook. If you search for search for my name, um, I'm on LinkedIn too. I think I'm right. I think I'm Ryan McKenzie on LinkedIn. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely try True Earth. If you haven't, um, you can, you can check it out at www.tru.earth, true.earth. Um uh, I, it's funny. I think uh, I've been on so many podcasts and stuff now. I think I probably have more marketer uh, uh, marketer customers than uh, <laughs> just about anything else. No, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's if you you know even if you don't like laundry, like I still enjoy doing. I still enjoy like ripping off a strip and and hucking it in and not measuring, not having a mess, uh, and having more covered space. Absolutely. So it's got the, like I mentioned, the Curry family stamp of approval, which I think carries some weight. It's pretty big. And um, and the other piece is check out True Earth one so Ryan can remarket to you, right? You do want to see his ads. I promise you, you want to see the Facebook ads. You want to see the YouTube ads. So check those out. I'll link to some of that in the show notes as well. But man, Ryan, this has been fun. Uh, round two. I appreciate you coming on the show again. And uh, it's been super fun, man. And I know you're super busy, what with, you know, blowing up Canada and the U.S. and the, you know, the world. And so uh, keep up the good work, man. Well, oh, man, well, this is called action number two. So now we need like an outro. Yeah. Okay. So the outro <laughs> is this. Uh, yeah, really appreciate it. So, so put this stuff to work. In addition to good creative work, uh, winning, I do believe video is, uh, this is not a bold statement, right? Video is where the internet is today. It's where it's going tomorrow. So you need to master this and don't just master this for Facebook, manage it or master it for YouTube and other channels uh, as well. And so with that, hey, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd love that review on iTunes. It helps other people discover the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. See ya. That's At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides 
and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.